Hi everyone, it's Sid, and before this episode starts, I just want to put a couple of content warnings out there. Uh, so this episode we read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. In this book there is death, recreation and self-medicating drug use, emotional manipulation, attempted suicide, depression and violence. So if this is difficult for you to hear, or you don't want to hear an episode with this in, feel free to come back for another one. Beth, take it away. Welcome to the Backpackers Book Club! talk about books and things <laughs> <laughs> this month we read ve schwab's the invisible life of Addie LaRue. It, it was actually last month we did actually read it in march we are all caught up hello <laughs> book is a it's a beefy boy we follow surprisingly enough Addie LaRue, um as she makes a deal with let's be honest the devil one one of the dark gods mm. um and essentially she when someone looks away from her they forget who she is and she's also like she can't die she can't write her name on it she can't leave a print on the world her so like if she puts her foot in the snow she is forgotten yeah basically she lives a life where everyone forgets her no one remembers her yeah and Um, there's no proof that she exists and there's no proof that that she exists and then eventually 300 years into this life um and every every year she the the guy who like takes her life but like takes her soul or whatever wants her soul um the dark the dark god soul. oh sorry <coughs> asthma <laughs> <laughs> sorry that came out awful collects soul um <clears throat> yes. sorry no, <laughs> every time you're going to do it, please just go, asthma. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. It's because I've played hockey and it kills me afterwards. Got so. man of the match, everyone. Woo! Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> basically, yeah, I think we'll just talk about it because it seems like it's a really... Basically, after 300 years, someone, she bumps into a bookseller named Henry and he remembers her. Yeah, there you go. And it ensues from there. So the first thing I want to talk about is the writing and then the like art that's in it that starts each section. So most of the sections, um, there is an art piece that's shown. um, And that basically is when Addy has managed to make a mark in the world yeah. and she has figured out that if people like paint her and if she doesn't do it then she will be remembered in well not remembered but elements of her are, are left yeah so like there's like a whole it's not even a subplot but one of the one of the sub characters in henry's life is like just kind of going off of the art thing mm. bay uh, is like oh like I've noticed this woman mm. and it's the same woman who appears because of the seven freckles on her face. Yeah, this is a really big thing. Addie's got seven freckles on her face, and everyone's like, oh my god, they look like constellations. constellations. She brings it up. Bay brings it up to Henry and is like, I'm convinced it's the same woman. I'm gonna do a, I'm thesis, gonna do a thesis on it. On it, and they're like, well, that's stupid. But it it shows like up throughout these what three hundred years of history. Yeah, just and it's the same woman. Yeah, and. It's creative in the ways in which she's managed to leave a an imprint. An imprint. Yeah. 
Cam, let's start with you because I you read this first. Mm. You finished this first, and when I first spoke to you about it, you said that you weren't sure about the toing and froing between times. Yeah, I wasn't really a big fan of the toing and froing. Um, and even when it got to toing and froing for Henry, I was still I don't know. I found I understood why it was there. Did you find it disjointing? Not really disjointing. I just I was bored on the flashbacks. Like I understood mm-hmm. that it was trying to tell me, you know, how she got there and how Henry got there. And I was like, okay, cool. But I want to be in the present. Like I understood very early on. Okay, she's got it through this. She's been in different periods. She's gone through stuff like that. But now I want to know what's happening right now. Um, and I just I don't know. Because I thought when Henry's, you know, it was only, what, a year flashback or something, that I was like, okay, we're still in New York, somewhere that, you know, you're more familiar with and um, a century that I'm familiar with. And I thought, okay, but I just just got bored and I just wanted to know what was happening. Um, I mean, quite frankly, I think this book is 200 pages too long. Um, Apologies. I I thought there was a lot of waffle in it that just I mean when I first started reading this I remember I read the first 30 pages and fell asleep and then every time I kept picking it up I'd read a few pages and I genuinely you know when you're reading and you're struggling to keep your eyes open like not even a yeah. I'm bored I want to do something else like I, I I fell asleep for half an hour afterwards every time but that being said I don't think it's an awful book mm. like I thought it was very pretty you did say it you thought the writing was really poetic in place yeah I mean there were some things I was reading it and I was like oh my gosh I've just said a rhyme like (laughs) I was like oh hang on I need to go back and read that so yeah and like I understood why it was all there it just didn't grasp me I think as well going back there was no really momentum in those scenes I think as well, people say that it's a slow burner. This is so wanky, but because of the, it did feel like a whole art piece. Yeah. And I I think it's the only time I've personally read a book and gone, I don't mind how slow this is. And you know what? Because I think it took me a big old month to read this. Mm. Like, I... I had to pay a fine on the library. Like, it was not done in three weeks. When I handed it back, and maybe as well, I mean, we'll come to this later, I'm guessing, but the ending, mm, I yeah. kept reading it. I was picking it up when I was, you know, waiting for do, to do things. So I made a cup of tea, literally having just got straight back from the library to return it. And mm. I was like, where's Addie LaRue? I need to pick it up and read it. And I was like, oh, wait, I've finished it. I was like, can I just hop back to the pictures bit? Absolutely. Because I, I just skimmed those. I, I tried I skim read them and looked at them but I didn't pay it much attention because I it wasn't clear to me what they were there How for they were gonna yeah got yeah you, got you got you I only clocked on like maybe like a third through the book see okay because there's a few and at the beginning but then when I remembered the <laughs> the wooden thing I went oh because she goes, she goes into one of the first images that you see is like this, like this, like a set of wooden birds. Yeah. And like halfway through, like not halfway through the book, but like at some point in the book, she makes a reference to the bird and why that's important to her. And she goes back to a museum and sees the bird, like in a in a in like a in the mm. museum. And that's when I was like, oh, 
these Isn't images it one of her dad's image. birds? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Because she, she loses it in the... When, she, the when they think that she's died. When they think she's died and she's been put in that cart of dead people. Oh, yes. And it was in her pocket and it's no longer in her pocket and she never sees it again. Yeah. yeah. The chapter, there's one which is called The Untitled Saloon Sketch. In in the description of every one of them, there's usually some sort of description that is that is like referencing Addie's constellation. So um, they're talking about it and it says, but the third is an elegant woman with, with a freckled face remains a mystery. Mm. The freckled woman appears in several of his sketches, but is never named. And I've put here, I love these artworks. It's things to look out for in the chapter that follows. It's people who have captured Addie in time. And it's the idea of traces of yourself through time. Mm. I just thought that was really clever. And I, I think I clocked on quite quickly to it. Mm. I loved the writing style. I didn't, so usually I really hate flashbacks. So I was really nervous to read this after Cam's, because Cam finished it before I started it. So I was really oh. nervous that I wasn't going to like it. I, Sorry, can we, just, I can we just go back for a second? Everyone take a moment. Finished it. <laughs> there were so many moments where, so all of my pink tabs are usually like moments that are beautiful, poetic. Every one of a pink tab, I was like, I want that tattooed on me. I did take, so I couldn't tab it because it wasn't mine. And I have taken so many photos in this book of quotes. The first thing Cam mm. said to me after taking it back to the library was, Sid, you are going to love it's tabbing this book. It's such a quotable. Yeah, mm. like, book. I liked the seasons quote, which you can find on my Instagram, Camelam Reads. Ha. <laughs> nice, nice. That was a lovely <laughs> <plug>. Nice plug. <laughs> you ready? This is my favourite one. Uh, books she has found are a way to live a thousand lives or to find strength in a very long one. Put it on my gravestone. <laughs> Sorry, this is now a ball lake. I need to find it. I want to be involved. I quite I liked the um, mug references in this book as well. Um, of course you did. Yeah, I mean, there was one, I haven't taken a photo of it, but this is what I thought it was. There was one bit, she picks a mug and uh, <gasps> oh, she then and, goes and to pick another and it's like, sorry, no take backs. That's your mug of yeah. choice. The wall of um, mugs. The wall of mugs. And whichever yeah. one you pick says something about you. Mm. And uh, yeah. there's one You're now going to have a wall of mugs in yeah. yours and Harry's house. There we go. Uh, Addie yeah. says, I'm not sure you have enough mugs. Henry casts, casts her a sidelong look, and so he should. <laughs> See, the thing is, not not everyone will know this, but Cam is an avid oh, mug collector. It's got to the point where it's actually her mum messages us telling her not to let the her buy The way to Cam's heart. A simple mug. A simple, not even a simple mug. Yeah, and my so-called best friend or was um threw me in it when I bought yeah. a mug that I was going to hide in my wardrobe for when mm -hmm. I move out not even using it and um my the person who was my best friend uh messaged my mother to say uh that I had bought one and we were all in the doghouse because you didn't stop me so half like the joke was on you I'd do it again yeah <laughs> I'd do it again I'm gonna come in with my favorite quote go in with your favorite okay quote. go I felt like I missed the bandwagon, but I found no, it. No, it's fine. I have a lot of favourite quotes, okay? But here's something that just tickled me the right way. You look like a wilted flower, teases Addie. Sam winks and lifts her cup. Water me and watch me bloom. Oh, 
I yeah. just think that's just so nice. Just, oh, wow. Yeah, there's just a lot of... It's just, a, like like we were saying, a very quotable book. I'm going to... Last time we all said all those not in favour of the writing. All those... I'm not even going to go in favour. I'd like you to rate the writing style personally for you out of freckles. It's going to be at seven. So out, of seven, seven, seven. Um, out of seven freckles. The writing style for me is a seven freckle. It's a seven freckle. I wasn't bored. I was heartbroken. I want every word tattooed onto my body for the rest of my life. Yeah, mine's seven freckles. I think that irrespective of like the story and X, Y, Z, when you just look at the writing, the description, the comparative like aspects to it, just the whole thing just read to me like honey. It was just gorgeous. Uh, yeah, seven freckles. It was probably one of my favourite styles of writing. Do you know what this reminds me of? Take it with a pinch of salt. But the beginning exposition and description of Akatar, describing the wilderness. I really enjoyed descriptive stuff. And when it's like seasonal. Seasonal and just poetic. Yeah, I really enjoy that. Funny, because I don't like poetry. Cam, take us away with your freckles. For first instinct, I, I thought of four freckles. That's um, higher than I thought you'd say. You know what? I, I was spot on in my head. Mm. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that as in saying like it's bad. It's just personal preference. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. yeah. The next section is just Addy as a character. It's just so sat- subtle. Yeah. I think, I think... And I think that's the whole book in, a gen- in general. It is. It's a slice of life. Yeah, and I think it was... I'm reading a slice of someone's life. I think it was really interesting because Addie, as her... I didn't relate to Addie. I related to Henry Moore, which we will go on to. But I didn't relate to Addie as much. Interesting. I related to Addie quite a fair bit. Mm. But more... Let me... (laughs) Let me preface. Because I romanticised my life. Just as an opinion and just to throw it into the mix. I don't know if... I'm meant to relate to Addie. Her life is obviously very unique. She's lived through so much, 300 years. I think it's more just a storytelling aspect to it. Yeah. I'm more in awe and like very curious. I found her quite beige at some points. I will say I did find her quite beige. And I think that's down, that's down to how poetic and lyrical the writing is. I think because of that, we missed out on nuances of getting into the nitty gritty side of the personality. For me, this book, although it was from the perspective of Addie and Henry, mm. it was more plot based than character based for me. Yep. And like it was more about the overall world instead of instead of like one singular person. One in singular it. person in it, which is I feel weird saying because I'm very aware that it is heavily there's a lot of characters in this book. Yeah, go on, come. I heard you. I take think that's probably why I just wanted it to stay in the present because it, yeah, it was very like you said, plot driven, and I wanted to see more of like a character development, which obviously you did see, um, you know, by it being reinforced and how she used to be, but I just mm. wanted it felt like maybe too many plots trying to come in um i think i think i actually quite liked 
the background of her. I think if uh, personally, if I read this and I didn't have the background of her, I would have been emotionally invested. I wouldn't have. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have cared about. I think I, you need the background so that in the end, she can give up her life because she lived. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Not, we see that through the people that she meets. Yeah, and also I think if I didn't have, especially those bits where, you know, when she she sleeps with a fair few people and obviously she has this moment where she wakes up if she's stayed with them and they don't remember her and, oh, just the gut-wrenching bit where that guy in Paris... Remy? Yeah, sleeps, yeah, sleep, and and then and she gets on so well with him and then thinks she, he has hired her as a prostitute. Yeah. That... And I think if I didn't have that flashback moment of it, I would just, oh, that bit broke my heart, actually. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it did. Hold on. I'm going to take back what I said. It's very character-based. But I, mm. it feels wrapped up in a plot. No, I don't, I, mean. I don't know how to describe what it is. I really don't. And I think that's just, uh, I don't know. She was. I think she went through a real ethic battle in this, didn't she? Mm. Um, and character battle, and I don't know. I think. I think she was a fully fledged character. I just don't think she was a fully fledged character that I saw myself in. Yeah. Yeah. But if we go on to Henry, and in this section, I think also we can lead off to what you were beginning to say um, in the last podcast about representation, especially from Henry representation in terms of being queer and and in Addy and in Addy but it, I yeah. feel like it was more um Addy was just very um aware of her sexuality where I feel like Henry you, you see a bit more yeah. of the, yeah, the troubles that I've he got has. yeah I've got an interesting yeah take um I there was a bit for Henry that made <laughs> that made me have a bit of a, a panic about my own life I'm gonna find it and it was where we first meet Henry and Henry's saying that he should probably get another job because the pay is rubbish. He's like 21 years of formal education. He doesn't know what he should be doing. He should know where the job leads, but he doesn't know where the job leads. Like he loves the smell of books. He made like, blah, blah, blah. and I just felt like this crisis that he was having is very prominent in young 20 somethings lives. I think all of us have gone through it. I think all of our, all the people I know and I'm friends with have gone through this recently. And it just felt really poignant to be reading it. I also am terrified of wasting time. Yeah. And if I don't do, you know, and I, I think, especially if you're in your young 20s, you are, you are made to think that you should know what is happening in your life and it should have happened. Mm. And I, I felt very seen by his character. You put your hand up. Yeah, I do. So the reason why Henry and Addy, uh, like why Henry remembers Addy, is because Henry also made a deal that was for him to be enough for everyone mm. and for them to whatever like him and for him to... Yeah, he just didn't feel good enough. And I think his the quote was like, "I want to be enough." I want to be enough for everyone. And it it, it was it mm. was done when he he was at his his really his lowest. Yeah. Um, and he he asks for a year to be enough for everyone for a year. Yeah. That well, that's that was the yeah that's the deal. Mm. And I just think like oh oh, and what Addy wanted the most was to be remembered. Mm. So that's what she got. So there was like a loophole. Um, and I think I just thought to myself. 
I was like, in this current climate, isn't that what everyone wants or feels at some point? And I hate to, God, I feel like a right old woman getting on my soapbox. I feel like sometimes the way that the world is heading or like how we're made to feel, whether it's by our own self-deprecation or constant comparison or just how quick life is now. Again, kind of going back to the time. I just feel like we all have moments where we just genuinely just don't feel good enough. Yeah. Like we're not doing enough. Like we're not blah, blah. And that, hey, that could be argued. That's to do with capitalism Mm. because we are made to believe that the only way that we are good enough is to to work and and to want more, to be successful, to earn money. And when we're not doing that or when we're unsure, it reflects. I don't know. And I just thought, I just thought, hey, like I relate to that. I relate to the constant feeling of not feeling good enough for people, but why? Like, why? Sure, why? Why? Why do? Why do people? But then, but why? then, isn't it really interesting that when he does get that, it's too much. Yeah, it's way too. If oh, so, what do you want me from the world? If, what do you want from me? <laughs> I, what's a gal gotta do in this current climate? Hmm? But if everyone, do you know what I mean? I think I think it was a real breath of fresh air where you see both these people ask for their deepest desire in that one moment and get it and it's both not what they bargained for well it's, there's always a catch in there well, take us away with henry please did he leave a mark or was he just there i don't know i don't think i really related that much to the book at all but the whole i think i think it's because i i tried not to on that like his career on that deep level it's very very it's a big touchy subject for us graduates right now I thought that they both had quite sad lives that made me feel uncomfortable a little so when they came together and they both got happiness I was like oh Mm. Uh, which is why I kind of wanted it to stay in the the present them no I think you guys covered it all in terms of in terms of Henry going off a representation of what you were saying, mm. I actually feel, for me, that Addie's storyline of more. her sexuality was more accurate okay. and more something that I resonated with more, purely because of how it was integrated into the story. Okay. With Henry, it was a lot of... It was, like, obviously working through emotions and stuff. Henry's bisexual, I believe. I don't know if that's ever explicitly said, but has dated both men and women. And so has Addie. Mm. Um, but I think the way that things went about with Henry, it was more like, um, it felt more explaining to the reader and kind of like, it felt really at the forefront, but a little bit forced. Yeah. Whereas with Addie, the way that that was integrated, it was unapologetic and poetic. Whereas Henry, you had the it wasn't. Yeah, I get that. However, that could have been a character choice in terms of like the style of writing. Maybe it shows both. Because when you read Addie LaRue's sections, her sections are definitely more poetic than yeah. Henry's. So I don't know if it was because of that, but the way that women were described from Addie's perspective just felt a lot more natural, a lot more less pushed to make a, an obvious statement of, oh, look, she sleeps with women. Whereas yeah. with Henry, it felt very much like, oh, look, He's been one, with a boy. One was very, I feel like I should be labelled. And mm. the other was, I just sleep with men and women. I am what I am. I yeah. think that also probably comes in with the experience that they've both got as in like life experience. So Addie's had, what was it, 300 years yeah. mm. where she probably did go through that phase 
that Henry is going through at the beginning, being like, oh, I've just tried something mm. new with someone and, and kind of like the same as just like first sex. Um, so it felt like for me, I was like, she's so confident in knowing what she likes. And whereas for Henry, you know, obviously he's in that world where everything is concrete. So, you know, he's got to kind of find that person who wants to say yes. Um, mm. Or that made me aware when they were talking about their relationships with people. Um, I think that was really beautifully put because it's just popped into my head. Also, that idea, Henry doesn't really... Like, he feels like his time is running out, so the mm. time he should spend with someone, like, that should be the person you're going to be with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and Addie's very much like, well, I'm going to live for a really long time and they're not going to remember yeah. me, so fuck it. You know, he proposed to someone and got mm. rejected. Addie's probably, apart from the fact that it was on her wedding day, but it wasn't like a, a modern 21st century proposal and wedding. She's never, ever gone through that and knows that she'll never, ever like have that feeling with someone so all she's got to worry about is that one night um whereas it's so much kind of deeper um in like the future and I think we Mm. all panic too much about what's going to be in the future because we don't know um so exactly Sid just raised her glass to that everyone else do the same you know so I I that makes a huge difference which I think was really clear in the writing so there you go that was one freckle (laughs) let's add another one that was yeah really nicely put love that there are our two main-ish characters uh the next one we're going to talk about is Luke who is the the dark devil the devil in disguise (laughs) um and the ending Luke as a character uh, he shows up every well he doesn't show up every year but at the beginning he st- he shows up every year on the anniversary of making this deal with Addy because Luke is the name of the of the the, the god. god yeah the god who is essentially the devil who steals souls um and um shows up looking like um this boy that um that Addy drew like as her perfect man and and his name was Luke so therefore this this god's name um he he named himself Luke or she named him Luke um and there's a section where they f- fall oh yeah they do they fall in love and I was kind of here for it from the beginning I was like I want them to bang I shipped it so much and then it <laughs> happened and I was like no Oh no, I loved it. I did, I did, but I loved her and Henry more. Yeah. If I liked his morally greyness, whereas Henry, I was like, someone take me and do shit with me in London. Do you know what I mean? Or New York or whatever. Did he actually fall in love with her though? Because doesn't, didn't he, well, supposedly did, but then came up with actually I never was and was that something that he just used as an excuse to cover his back or the I, think it, I think I think it was an excuse I think he did love her I think he found it very difficult and at the end he basically he basically says that he did it all to win her back yeah I think it was love shown in a an awful way yeah I think it's you know very Hades and Persephone yes very very possessive very I'm more powerful than you because I'm a god and you are my belonging mm-hmm. imagine visiting someone okay. or watching someone solidly for 
300 years, you're gonna, there's gonna be some form of attachment. I think that's why I didn't cry at the end, because part of me was like, okay, like what Henry and Addie had was really beautiful and it's quite romantic that she's saved him. But there is also something, it's like that triangle um, Mm. thing where I was like, they kind of do belong together a little. Like they have history and chemistry, but is it actually, I don't know, it's it's changed. Yeah, the ending before you, you go into your whole luke loving run the ending basically now this is a massive massive spoiler i will say that the last oh, the last you hypocrite. no because i'm sorry to leave something to plot twist on the last page for you schwab what are you doing to me yeah so i cried because you know addie's given her life for henry's and then henry writes the book called the invisible life of addie larue and the dedication publishes it it, and the dedication says i remember you sobbing i didn't forget about that actually that was that was genius sobbing Mm. there you go freckle (laughs) another freckle keep them coming um like that was utter genius i will make sure that when we post a picture of this podcast episode going up we will swipe and you will see me cry okay you can all see that and what she did to me. I've also screenshotted Beth crying, so you will see that as well, <laughs> just to prove it wasn't just me. I um, did cry. I did. And I didn't cry. Sorry to disappoint. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So, yeah, so he writes this book, says, I remember you, and then she sees it, and then uh, Luke comes and picks her up, and they leave together. And you're like, what the hell? She's just, she got back together with him, and what on earth? And then you find out she's playing the long game and she's going to make him fall out of love with her and she's going to make him regret the day. And like, Which is why I was like, where's the book? I've got more to read. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there would be another book. I don't but I also feel like it. you can't. Yeah, mm. I, I loved the fact it ended on that because I literally, I wrote, where is it? It happened and I wrote, stop, oh, Addy, you God. Right, now I know Beth didn't like the ending, so please. Yeah, so it's not I didn't like the ending, okay. I just thought that it could have ended at the nice bit with Henry. I didn't need the bit about her and Luke at the end. It took me out of my feelings. It came too soon. And like I was very much okay to be with Henry wondering what if. Yeah, I was okay to be left on that cliffhanger, not oh, is this a preparation for another book? No, I, I don't, and I, I don't think it it's is. It's not because yeah, I don't know. I think it just took me out of the emotional place that I was in, and that is literally my only my only qualm was that the ending felt rushed and took me out of it. Now, let me be honest, I really did like Luke. <laughs> I hate myself for it. Of course, I did. She's Beth is like the biggest oh. bad boy girl you'll ever meet, but then dates people who are wet sacks. Do I? Yeah. I think I date arseholes. Well, yeah, you do, but that doesn't make them bad boy. They're still wet sacks. Oh, they no. They fucking make forts with you. Yeah, that's fun. Like, I'm not I'm, saying that's okay. not fun, but like... I'm the type of girl that I, I remember once on maybe a third or fourth date, 
I made uh, a treasure map on Easter and I woke up at half past six in the morning and planted multiple gifts around my neighbourhood and took him on a treasure map and I left clues. He'd never been there before. How would he know? Why? Anyway, I, but I, but I feel in... like Beth is walking Addy in characteristics. That's nice. That's a really lovely thing to say about do you me. Not, do you not think... Do you think I'm beige, Cam? No. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> you, my friend, are far from beige. Uh. I've got a bad habit of finding bad, bad boys uh, in books really attractive. No, I think everyone has that habit. Yeah, and it's bad. No, because uh, it's not bad. Someone who fucking kills people for their souls is a bit bad and makes deals like that. But then Yeah, like, but he's in the fit. job. It's in the job description. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, like but are you Team Stefan or Team Damon? There you go. What do you say? I'm sorry. Wait, who are you? Team Damon? Team Damon. Are you Team Damon? We're both, We're both Team, team Damon. Damon. Okay, that's cool. I am still yet to decide, if I'm honest. Because, you so, will in time. A little time. I'm on season on. four now, where they have got together. Oh, oh you're in for a treat. Yeah, I'm not loving it. She's never watched it. No, no, no. You, you got to push. You got to push through. I think again. I think the reason, the reason, maybe why I'm unhappy with kind of like the ending, is I enjoyed the the ambiguity of mm-hmm. the ending. I mm. think whether or not, like me not knowing mm. Addie's feelings towards Luke after the, that deal mm. had been made, Henry not knowing, just the whole thing. I would have been better left on an emotional cliffhanger mm. than than the one that I was left on. No, I think this this gave me I think it gave me a full rounded thing because I was like, oh my God, Addie's gone through all of this and now she's gonna go and she's gonna get her life back. Yeah. And her soul back. So not only did she save Henry, but Henry saved her. Mm. Okay, so just final thoughts before I ask our question. I mean, I just want to throw in one thing. Absolutely. Uh, It's kind of not got to do with the book. But so basically, I mean, the girls know this. Uh, I was really spotty uh, when they were reading this book. And I sent a photo to the girls, like drawing lines of my spots that framed my face. And I was like, oh, my God, look how spotty I am. And Sid came back with picture them as constellations. I was like, oh my God, I know what book you're reading currently. (laughs) I don't know if it's obvious, but obviously it's a five star. I cannot wait to read it again. (laughs) So many people have messaged me though online Mm -hmm. and been like, I've read Addie LaRue because you read Addie LaRue. And they were like, I loved it. And I was like, we can be friends. Mm. Please come listen to the (laughs) podcast episode. This is how I can tell you how I felt about it. So at the moment, when I finish reading a book, I write a little post-it note at the beginning, um, like as soon as I finish reading it. So before, I did a before and an after. Before I put, Cam has made me scared I won't like this book. So I put off starting it, but I really want to love it and I want the writing to be beautiful and me fall in love. This is what I wrote afterwards. I will never be the same. This book is it for me. Fallen in love, shattered my heart. I cannot explain into words what this book means to me. It may be dramatic, but cheers. I'm cheersing to V.E. Schwab and the Invisible Life of Addie Lillie. <laughs> um, What, my rating? Yeah, and just overall. Just feelings. overall feelings. Um, it was too long. Um, I honestly, I think, I think this I is the, the girls a photo every though. day saying 
it was too long. Yeah, I think it might be. Uh, but I got through it and I'm so proud of myself for that. So pat Yay. on the back for Cam. Um, yeah, I felt it was just a little too long, but I did appreciate how pretty the writing was um, and the images created. But some bits were just a bit boring for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, it is. So I've given it a three. Yeah, that's a decent, yeah. that's a mid-range. So it is a book that I would be like, yeah, read it. Um, you know, it's a good book. It's just not life-changing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I read this in a high-stress time. I read it when I was in, I was doing the barn season at my uni, which is just like where we like put on shows. But I ended up being in both of them, so I didn't have a lot of free time but I still managed to read it. And it's quite a chunky book. Like I said, it's slow. Like You can't sit and read like 60 pages in like a minute, can you? It's like, no. you know, you want to focus on it. It came at a really, really good time for me just because it helped me get out of whatever work headspace I was in. Uh, and I was very giddy in the interval to just sit and read it and not talk to my friend. Mm. Um, so I think that says something about how much I enjoyed the book. Now, my star rating has changed. It was a five star. <gasps> I know. And this is, wait, this is the tiniest change ever. Sid has, Sid has laid down know. for those who cannot see the screen. Friend. She has passed out. She's holding I that glass of wine very tightly. Um, I do not know what she's doing anymore. <laughs> I, think she's I can only just see her head over her boobs. Um, Come on, then. <laughs> um, I ended up honestly. It's not even worth the knockdown. Then and why it's, are you knocking wait because it it's such a small knockdown because I need to. Oh, okay, I see. Four point seven five. I'll take it. I told you, smallest knockdown. Sold. <laughs> smallest knockdown in the world, and the only reason why I physically cannot give it a five star is because I was so ready to fucking ball my eyes out mm. at the end, and it just the last bit was just unnecessary it for me, you. and it threw me, and it ruined. The, my overall build up to that moment the experience of yeah that and Fair I think enough. that was a shame but that is the literal only thing that I was sad about and not even that much because I enjoy knowing that that's what she's gonna do mm. but I just I'm sad that I then reminded myself I was reading a book so yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave it 4.75 lovely and lovely mm. just as a thing that I think we should link in the description is there's a youtuber called read with Cindy who did a really, really good discussion talking about this book, Invisible Life of Adam Rue, and Deadly Education. Uh, talking about, because we see Adelie Rue live 300 years, go to loads of different places, and the absence of discussion surrounding diversity mm-hmm. in the characters. And I think Read with Cindy does a really good um conversation about that and about why authors and how they choose to write about uh, like a diverse set of characters mm. how to go about that yeah and like because the invisible life of Adelie Rue doesn't really address address location mm-hmm. and like ethnicity yeah whereas a deadly education yes. incorporates that into the into the plot mm. I think it's really important to note and I will leave that linked in the description because I think okay. Read with Cindy has more better resources and has already worded it perfectly. So, so our voices. Yes, fantastic. Like no, lovely. Yeah. Do, 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 do. 
smut scale. Ooh. Were you rubbing your tits as you were singing that? <laughs> I give it a six. Was it smutty? It wasn't that smutty. It was. There was a lot of like tender moments in it, and a lot of love. There was a lot of sex, mm. but it wasn't it. like. But it wasn't descriptive. It wasn't good. No. It wasn't. It wasn't smut, but it was present nonetheless. And like I said last time, smut doesn't always equal spicy sex. So six. Yeah, so it's just that? a word for like um, adult things. Okay, this is more of like a ooh, ah, kind of, kind of sex. Mm, yeah. Okay, uh, so my segment is... <clears throat> <laughs> Did Sid cry? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can we just get a replay, please? Twenty twenty two is apparently the year for me crying at books. Hi, welcome. Uh, yes, this book did make me cry. On the the tears scale out of ten, I'm gonna give this. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna give this an eight tears. Wow, I sobbed. Okay. The only thing that I've cried more since reading this book is Crescent City. Okay. And uh, that was me. (laughs) So I didn't quite, but I did, I had to put the book down at the I Remember You. Yeah. And and I was going, (laughs) I spoke to the book. (laughs) You spoke to it. I went, surely not. I went, no, of course you did it. Of course. (laughs) Mine was four tears. Yours was four tears. Cam, yours was a dry as the Sahara. Mine was big, fat, zero tears. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of water with me trying to keep my eyes open because I was so tired. Um, <laughs> no yours tears was... at all. Right, <laughs> no tears funny. left to cry. <laughs> no, mine was tears of uh, crying that I'd been made to read this book. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Wasn't that the bad. fines coming out of the library. Yeah. <laughs> I aged 300 years <laughs> with Addie reading it. No, <laughs> it now you can choose to be really deep with this question or you can choose to take the piss. This is my question that I'm going to end it on. If you could what would you sell your soul for? So I can try and start. I've tried really hard to think about it. Um, I think I would sell my soul for the ability to like click my fingers and travel. Ooh, I like that. So in like a non-deep way, that's what I would sell my soul for. And then in a kind of deep way, I would ask for more hours in a day because I feel like I'm running out. Mm. And I I can't fit everything into a day. Your your Addy Larue. <laughs> I think I'm Henry. There we go. I really do. I'm Henry. So that's what I would sell myself for. And then if I sleep with the person I sell my soul to because they're really fit, I'm also okay with that. Mm. Cheers. Mm. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Spontaneously, mm. uh, when you said that, the first word that came to my head was cake. Um. <laughs> Like a bakery yeah. in Paris and a bookstore, just to be, that to be given to you because yes. Okay, yeah. Let's make it more poetic. I was just thinking a chocolate cake, you know. Um, <laughs> but thinking about it, I would sell my soul uh, to not have diabetes anymore. Mm. Yeah. To not have to do any more injections, you know. Yeah. Making it a little, a little. God, deep. I would sell my soul for you not to be able to have to do that anymore. Mm. 
No, you already said hours in the day. No take backs. Sorry. <laughs> you might be doing swim 22, but you're not that cute. No, I'm joking. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's such a great answer. Mm. Absolutely. The thing that I would... I have two. One of them is silly. The other one, I suppose. Is it cute? I don't know. Um, so instantly what I thought was I would love for my dogs to die at, when I die. Oh, so like live with you forever. So my dogs would live with you. Yeah. I don't want them to be immortal. No, no, no. I but... want them to die, but with me. So I'd, yeah. A notebook death. A notebook death, if you will. Mm. Was that the deep one or was that the funny no, one? No, that was like a funnyish one. How was that quite deep? deep? <laughs> oh, I, I had too much thought in it to be funny. Right, well, <laughs> what was your deep one? My deep one was I would sell my soul to be able to talk to the dead when I, if I wished. Mm. So like I'm in control, but I could communicate with those who are with past. those who are past. Yeah, I would also sell my. I would just look. If I'm going to be honest, I'd sell my soul for pretty much anything. Yeah, you would. I would do it on a whim. Yeah, I would be like, I would sell it for a fiver currently at this point. <laughs> I'd sell it for bus fare to never have to pay for public transport. I'd sell myself for that. I'd sell myself for a good time. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't usually talk about every month we do have a donation, mm-hmm. a charity that we donate to um, or that you can donate to. Um, and usually it's in our description. So the next couple of months, I think it, it's going to be Diabetes UK. Yep. Um, I'm swimming swim 22, but it, it's basically um, Cam here uh, is a is a diabetes warrior, and it's um it's been a privilege to be able to learn and um understand how difficult diabetes can be, mm-hmm. um and even if this just gets acknowledgement for that, then uh, that would mean the world. So. That's for the next couple of months. That is going to be what's down there. So if you are interested in learning more about diabetes, which you should be, and please make yourself um, aware of how important um, exercise, insulin, all of that sort of stuff is to a diabetes life and how difficult it can be, even if that's all you do. Or how to administer yeah. the shot. Um, then that that would be enough. But she's being too polite. Please also donate. Sid is swimming 22 miles in what? Two months? Three months? Three months, I think. Three months. That's a big challenge. I did this when I was little, but I had to get my family involved. I couldn't do it all by myself and sit it. So please donate as well. Give us your pennies. It doesn't go to me. It goes straight to the charity. It's through Just Giving. So it's um, 100% goes to them. um, And any way we can help is Mm. fantastic. Lovely. Um, Thank you for doing it. Oh, don't be silly. Anytime. We are changing the uh, time that our podcast is going to be coming out from now on. Um, it's actually going to be coming out at the end of every month rather than the beginning of the following month. Um, because this logically makes more sense. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if we're going to have a specific date. Did we say the 28th? We said the 28th, didn't we? Mm. Yes. Yeah. We're going to yes. aim for the 28th. Yes. Um, and there'll be announcements on the Instagram page as well, which is why you should go and follow at Backpackers Book Club. Thank you. And the book that we're reading next month is a, is, is it just going to be a collaborative one? Do you want to take it, Cam? 
Uh, no, I'm happy for you to take it because it was you did suggest it, and I'm you also have led this very well. So oh, I'm happy to say it's a city choice. Okay, it's <laughs> me again. Hi, sorry. I hope you're not bored of me. Uh, I'll be around <laughs> less throughout the year. I promise. Um, we are going to be reading Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. If you're going, oh my goodness, I know that name. Uh, she has also written The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo mm. and Daisy Jones and the Six. Yeah, it's a book about Malibu and a fire. Ooh, Malibu's burning. And surfing. And surfing. And it's a little bit historical. Scandals, family scandals. Ooh, there's the elevator pitch. Um, so that is our book of the month for April. So if you wanted to read along, please follow us on our Instagram like Cam's. I don't know if you're interested. Cam's uh, going to be making her way, not quite to Malibu, but to Florida. And we'll be taking you along with her on the Instagram so you can see Malibu in Florida. <laughs> you're lucky. Well, now I've actually got something to do. Why do you know? <laughs> You know what I'm now going to do? Like, here's Malibu real... boarding the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. How are all your lives? I feel like this is how I want to end it. How's how how's Cam? I'm all right. I'm, as Sid has said, going on holiday. So bye-bye. Oh, well, I guess some good news. I have been shortlisted for a short film. Uh, I was high interest in a Nike branded video. I didn't get it because there were too many of us, but they were like, we love you. So, oh, and uh, I've Going got an agent interested in me. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yes! so, yeah. This is all that... uh, real time feedback, by the way. We didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. How are you, Bethy? What's it like being done with the shows? I know. It's kind of, it's good. It's really good. Um, I'm, I'm working a lot. I'm working like five, six days a week. So I'm just quite tired. I've got an essay to write. Life's just a bit of a long slog at the moment. I'm excited to graduate. I'm so excited to graduate. You're so ready. So by the looks of it, we're all doing well. Sid didn't say anything, but yes. Oh, oh. lol. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I found some vegan cookies though. I'm very jealous of you eating that cookie. Oh yeah, you can have the last one. Um, yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm exhausted. Um, I really want a holiday. I feel like I need a holiday. You know, I've got a busy weekend. Mm. Taking my mum to see Stormzy tomorrow. Oh, I saw Swan late last night. My favourite ballerina was in it. I nearly sobbed. Um, I'd like anyone to explain to me how people can make themselves look like swans because they did, and I'm a bit baffled. I can show you my animal studies work if you want. Absolutely not. Okay. Um, so yeah and on that note so lovely thanks for listening yeah go follow us on the instagram subscribe on here rate us please because that makes more people see us uh do you think we'll ever get any better at finishing these no no don't know what i think we need an outro song go on then one, two, a one, two, three, four. This has been the Backpackers Book Club. Come back and hear us again. Yeah. Sort of. Great. <laughs> 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 Lovely.